0: I think uh the the kind of skepticism that came from the family was that you know you're leaving a very uh good job that is paying you yeah. well and uh, you know you don't know how will you make money by selling a a, a a diet plan though they did not understand what we were doing but you know how will you make money by selling diet plans or you know that was their line of thought uh but um you know that that friction is always there and uh, it's it's always hard to uh, convince, but I think the only way that you can convince your family is by actually putting in work and put, bringing in output. Right? So-
1: Hello everyone. Welcome to All About Greatness podcast. A podcast to move you forward in your life. A podcast to tap into your inner greatness. Now, Reed Hoffman once said that an entrepreneur is someone who jumps off a cliff and builds a plane along the way down. And in today's podcast, we're going to discuss about entrepreneurship. And how to launch and scale your business from scratch. And to discuss this today, we have with us the founder of Keto India, Mr. Sahil Puthi. Thank you so much, Sahil, for joining us today, and a very very warm welcome. On all about India, all about greatest podcast.
0: Thank you so much, Sachin. Thanks so much. Pleasure being on the podcast. Uh, looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. Now, Keto India is India's one of the largest company when it comes to chronic management care, and help out people in you know managing and prevention of. Uh, Type 2 diabetes, PCOS, and weight gain. And also one of India's uh, biggest platform when it comes to you know scale as well. Now, Keto India is available in 16 states and 25 countries already. And this is what I'm going to ask you, first of all, the, you know the question, how it all happens? I mean, how you all started into Keto India and what was the idea behind starting Keto India? Because mm-hmm. there are so many platforms out there already in this space. So please start with your journey, how you went into this entrepreneurship from being into the corporate world.
0: So yeah please go ahead sign right right sure Sachin so what happened was that it was about 2017 where uh, my mom had uh, a surgery in her brain and she had a clot in her brain that needed removal right <clears throat> and at that point of time uh, Uh, the doctor said that there might be a possibility of a recurrence. So you need to be able to, you know, do it in a, uh, you know, so there might be a possibility of a recurrence after the surgery happened. And, um, and, and uh, at that point in time, I wanted to probably understand that if just the standard of care is given to her, right, basically make sure that there is no recurrence disease, I should probably uh, deep dive into nutrition, supplementation or clinical trials that could maybe help uh, prevent the possibility of a recurrence completely. And Mm -hmm. uh, at that point in time, I kind of thought that, you know, let's take a break from work and maybe read more on different kinds of possibilities that can be possible, you know, that that can be there that can help us possibly prevent a recurrence, right? And the doctor Mm -hmm. said that, Uh, the recurrence possibility is about in the initial six to eight months or else, uh, you know, the possibility might not be there. Right. So that time I, uh, you know, we, we put my mom on a ketogenic diet protocol, put her on a lot of supplementation and it's been about over three years and she has not had any recurrence of the disease completely. Right. Mm -hmm. And that point in time, I realized that it is not just, you know, a clot in the brain, but in general, with regards to type two diabetes, PCOS, hypothyroid, Mm -hmm. all these chronic ailments, uh, can powerful can in a very efficient manner be reversed through uh, nutrition supplementation? Yeah. And at that point in time, I started this page as a hobby initially. Uh, we were just mm-hmm. posting content that we were cooking for our mom as recipes itself. Okay. But because I was a tech person, I was a product person. I kind of thought that there is a possibility of monetizing this because it was not just my mom; there were a lot of people yeah. around that needed help around this. So you know, we initially uh, when we slowly ramped up to a you know nine hundred thousand followers on Instagram, I started opening up for sales mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, we hired a nutritionist, and you know, I started doing the sales myself. And once we had a couple of sales kicking in, I thought that was a good point in time to maybe uh, you know go full throttle, uh, you know, take a leap from a job and uh, you know uh, build this company and scale this company, right? And having uh, because I was working in a healthcare tech company already in the sense that the company that i was working in prior to starting keto india was a chronic care management company
1: mm-hmm.
0: um i kind of had some kind of experience but i basically built uh, something that was very different and unique in terms of proposition okay. so so that was where we started keto india which was a chronic care management company that can help people reverse their type 2 diabetes pcos weight loss through nutrition supplementation itself so yeah
1: i think so thank uh thanks so much first of all for sharing that and uh so it's all about you know family uh, Thing that happened to you, and especially your mother, and then it's all get get into the entrepreneurship part of like building a business from there, right?
0: Correct, 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 absolutely.
1: So, uh, I mean, I'm sure you must be providing, I mean, customization uh, solutions to the customers, right? So, what Mm -hmm. else do Keto India provide? I mean, if you can just share on the services as well.
0: Sure. So we provide uh, technology-enabled nutrition protocols. That is mm-hmm. one, which is uh, which can be a ketogenic diet protocol. So we don't try to fit the diet in a person's lifestyle, uh, mm-hmm. but we try to fit, you know, uh, we make sure that the person's lifestyle is very catered, the diet is very catered to, uh, you know, the person's lifestyle. It's not yeah. forced on to them, basically, right? Mm-hmm. So we provide a ketogenic diet lifestyle. There is a low glycemic index. There is a balanced meal protocol. Um, and And we also help our clients with any kind of supplementation that they might need. Which mm-hmm. could uh, range from uh, you know naturopathic supplements or Ayurvedic supplements that yeah. can help them increase the efficacy of the standard of care, which could be any medication that the doctor is giving to them or uh, the nutrition that we put them on, basically, right? And we help them completely reverse all these chronic ailments for them, basically. One, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful.
1: Okay, so uh, let's move on to the next one. I mean, uh, especially the entrepreneurship side of I'm part of it. So I'm sure there must be a lot of doubt when you're starting up, right? I mean, when you switch it your, from your job to your making it full time so Mm. what was the self-doubt or you know daily challenges that you were facing especially i just want to know from your journey like um, i'm sure entrepreneurship is not an easy thing to do Uh, Mm. daily basis we have a lot of self-doubt whether this thing gonna work out or not so what Mm. were what was coming to your mind when you were building up or you were very very clear okay this is how i want to build it and scale it further
0: Right, right, right. That's a good question, Sachin. So so self-doubt is something that is a part of the process, right? It happens to you today. It always happens to you because everything, um, every day is something new, something new, new, something fresh, which has not been done, which is why you're trying to build something that is creating value, right? But I think one of the toughest parts is to actually start or switch from a job Mm -hmm. to uh, to an entrepreneurial journey, right? Which is probably uh, where, uh, though I was not... uh, I was extremely nervous. I think the toughest part was to leave a stable job, a good salary. Yeah. yeah. We start it all alone. That was the hardest part because mm-hmm. uh, I had my appraisals just coming and I quit my job just at that point in time because I kind of learned that I was reading about this concept called the golden handcuffs which is like, the more you probably get, the the harder it gets for you to quit your job, right? Yes. So, yeah. um, I, I thought that, you know, I have to detach myself from, uh, you know, the salary which which is giving me, I, I was yeah. making a lot of good money and uh, life as a product manager was uh, mm-hmm. reasonably comfortable, right? So, I think the hardest part was to quit my job. Um, as much as I was nervous I think the calmness came because I had worked as an employee for a good 4, four and a half and a years uh, 5 years uh, as an employee myself right so mm-hmm. from 22 to 26 and a half I had worked as an employee so and I had built and scaled companies uh, as a product manager into really good startups Travel Triangle and investor. so though I was quite nervous because it was my first company uh, uh, you know where I was going full time but I think a sense of calm was there because I had already seen a lot of uh, phases on how a company grows and scales basically, right? Okay. So uh, there was a doubt, but uh, you know, the the experience of an employee was was super valuable to me mm-hmm. uh, while uh, you know I built I built and scaled the company. That was there, but I think there were a lot of challenges in terms of um, you know bootstrapping your company, yeah. and the second was to convincing your initial few clients that you're legit, your, your legit company. Absolutely,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Uh,
0: that was very hard convincing convincing your initial few employees, initial two mm-hmm. three employees that you get them on board. That is extremely hard because, uh, you know, they only see you see a guy with a laptop sitting. Yeah. So all those are very hard things to basically uh, do, but uh, but it, it had its own share of fun and uh, excitement while I was building things up, ground up.
1: Okay, so what was the response from the family as well when you're switching this? I mean, completely from, from your job to this uh, when you're starting up, and especially when you know that initially you're not will, will be getting paid that much, right? When you're mm. starting and switching to that. So, what was the response from the
0: family members? Right. See, so every I think uh, in an Indian setup, because my father has was was running a business, uh, there was the friction was slightly less, but I think uh, the friction was still there. Reason being that. I was trying to build and uh, so we were doing Instagram as the only channel of uh, building a business right and there was no website we just had a Google form where we were generating leads right. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, the the kind of skepticism that came from the family was that you know you're leaving a very uh, good job that is paying you yeah. well and uh, you know you don't know how will you make money by selling a, 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 a diet plan though they did not understand what we were doing but you know how will you make money by selling diet plans or you know that was their line of thought. Uh, but um, you know that, that friction is always there and uh, it's it's always hard to uh, convince but I think the only way that you can convince your family is by actually putting in work and put, bringing in output right? so, um, so, so I think um, initial few months there was a lot of friction uh, but once they saw that the company is growing and there are a lot of people joining in the company full time, that was where they thought that there's a sense of stability that is coming in the company, right. So, mm-hmm. so I think that was uh, the good part, right. So mm-hmm. now even the good part is that even in my employees or my colleagues, uh, mm-hmm. you know, their families feel very confident and comforting because the company has reached a uh, you know, good scale uh, in terms of uh, people that it caters to. So mm-hmm. I think from being able to convince my family to uh, being able to convince our colleagues, families, it has been a good journey so far. yeah.
1: I think it's, to have, it's its own funds, right? I mean, when you start, yes, challenges are always there, but you always enjoy the journey as well.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely.
1: Especially, you uh, know, uh, taking from my fam- my journey as an entrepreneur, when I, stay, I started to take a plunge in this, it was, again, quite hard for me as well. But I think more than family, you should be convinced, right? This is the path I want to choose, right? Correct. Absolutely. And then, then only you will tell your parents, okay, this is the thing I want to do and I want to go ahead. Mm-hmm. So, then only they will be able to see, okay, the guy is dedicated, you know, okay let him uh, do what he want whatever
0: he want to hmm, do absolutely you're so right I, I actually told my family that uh, just give me 18 months 18 to yeah. 24 months that is a good time range for me to maybe uh, you know maybe showcase what we can do um, mm-hmm. you know if nothing works i'll probably have a very good experience that mm-hmm. i can always get back to a job uh, but uh, but I was like that you know there is it was a good window I was just 26 to yeah. 28 now so uh-huh. it, it was a good two year window that I had given to myself that you know this is the time frame where I'll probably I think which is something that I would recommend to all entrepreneurs also uh-huh. that trying time box things as much as possible in the sense that one uh, which, which was a great input that you gave is to We've convinced yourself that this is a pain point, right? That yeah. you can solve for the customer. And two is that try and time box things for yourself also, right? Mm-hmm. Don't give yourself indefinite amount of time, that makes it yeah. hard. And and three is to try and monetize things basically because that makes sure that there is some cash flow that is happening. Yeah. So I think entrepreneurs go wrong in the fact that they try to monetize things at like two years later or three years later and mm-hmm. expect some funding to come, right? But having some kind of monetization is very important, which just gives you a sense of stability to at least pay your employees, pay yourself. Very important.
1: Right, Rightly said, Sai. So uh, if I have to ask you, the, what's the first story of your the first client if you have to share? I mean, how you get your first client, paid client I'm talking about. So if you can just uh, you know, share that journey as well.
0: Right, right. So, um, I think that was, that is something that I will probably never forget, because uh, I was trying to help my father out uh, in his business, right? So, okay. uh, and uh, I honestly, he he has his own real estate business and I was trying to help him out. But uh, I honestly did not enjoy it at all, basically, right? So, so it was that kind of phase, right? And uh, mm-hmm. And I honestly had not even hired somebody uh, by then and there were just leads, a few leads that would come, four, five leads, six, seven leads would come and I would just cold call and see if something works out right. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in my dad's office and I was doing calls for this little thing that was there, which was an Instagram page. I think I called about four or five people and uh, one lady got convinced because she had a lot of weight to lose and uh, she she just got convinced. I'll probably not name her. But uh, <laughs> okay. But, uh, but, uh, but I think she, she sent us up ATM for a three-month plan and mm-hmm. it was just such a delightful feeling that somebody has suddenly paid you for yeah. an Instagram page, for running an Instagram page. It was mm-hmm. just um, it was, it gave me such a confidence that, you know, I, I was more than just an employee who, who was mm-hmm. building things in a system. Again, I was I built a lot of systems, but just selling something in a as a part of something very small yeah. is um, is a beautiful feeling altogether, right? And, Absolutely. Uh, that, that PTM uh, ka screenshot is something that I still very well remember. So, delightful feeling and after that i did a lot of calls after office hours wherever i would find time try and make sure so the first 100 150 sales i did by myself wow. uh, the good that the the intent was to make sure that i understand the customer life cycle so well that i was able to scale things well which is very important right so um, if you do enough sales then you know exactly what the customer is going to talk about what is it that the customer expects from you which ultimately reflects on the kind of technology product solutions that you eventually build right so
1: absolutely
0: so so i think doing the initial 100 150 sales by myself which meant about 600 700 calls by myself i think that was uh, massively helpful so, so really
1: yeah. amazing a uh, really amazing sign and, and i think it's also helping you know refining your product as well once you have the initial you know uh, feedback coming in okay this is the thing that is working this is the
0: thing that i need to be on the product or services right mm, absolutely absolutely i think initial product journey comes from uh, just understanding the customer really well yeah. right so um you know people used to tell us to build a website build an app uh, straight up right
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i was an app product manager myself right i built like five six apps and uh, <laughs> even now now is the time when we're actually planning to build an app so it's almost two years down so you know, so it's it's so which is where I would probably whoever is a prospect on entrepreneur watching this right now, mm-hmm. uh you know, don't be a tech first company, always be a customer first company, right? So uh you know, all your product insights, all your business insights, all your customer journeys, your hiring will come from uh what understanding you have of the customer, right? If mm-hmm. you do not understand the customer, you'll always go wrong in the roadmap, right? So Absolutely. you spend the initial two, three months being very close to the customer, trying to understand them, being very good friends with them. Mm-hmm. I think that really reflects in, uh, you know, the kind of team that you build, the kind of products that you build, the kind of technology that you build, or the kind of ads that you run. Everything begins yeah. to come up uh, once you understand the customer really well.
1: Yeah. I think it's
0: all about getting that first customer and
1: get the money in then start looking after the website building, you know, all the investing, all those stuff It's all starting with always, you know, getting that very, very first customer for, for, for Absolutely. Your
0: super important, super important. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay.
1: Had,
0: yeah. Yeah. Please go, ahead, please go ahead. Once we had some money coming in, once yeah. I had hired a good enough number of people, then was the point we kind of decided that, okay, yeah. now we probably need a website. Because mm-hmm. people are beginning to doubt if we are legitimate or not. Basically, right? yeah. That was the point when I thought that okay, once we got a good 1,800 sales, yeah. was the point we started to you know build some tech. Basically, mm-hmm. so yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, thank you, Shail, for sharing this wonderful perspective. Uh, okay. So next question is related to your this uh, journey so far. I'm sure you must have done certain mistake. I'm sure every entrepreneur who start their journey, mm-hmm. there always time you know where we commit certain mistake or we. Do certain things in a certain way which didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So, I just want to know from your journey from last two years or two, three years that you have started uh, Keto India. So, what was the, those challenges or what the mistakes that you have uh, done that you really want to share or you reflect back? Okay, this is the, the thing that I shouldn't be doing in that way or you know, this should I have done in a correct way. Mm-hmm.
0: So, correct. if you just
1: want to share key challenges or key uh, things that you have, uh, you know, faltered on during your journey.
0: Right. A lot of important insights that I would have, Uh, first is that the major challenge that I had was the initial uh, you know legal and finance work you should try and delegate it to people who are better than you because yeah. uh, once you actually grow the company the legal and finance big does take a toll on you right mm-hmm. so try and make sure that your taxation your legal is very well taken care of right all your compliance are taken care of mm-hmm. a lot of people do a mistake there right that's very untalked about but um, you know the more you have that sorted the better it is basically right that's that's one the second thing is uh, uh, from a business perspective uh, Try and delegate as much as you can. Um, like the founder's energy should only go uh, completely in product strategy and road mapping. Um, mm-hmm. So much so that, that everything that is operational, like you do it so well initially mm-hmm. that you're able to delegate it, right? So yeah. uh, do it so, so if, Where for example, if I talk about my sales, the sales has been processed in such a way that there's a detailed documentation that has been made. So it's now easy to scale, to you know, to 100, 200, 300 people, for example, mm-hmm. right? So it's very important to delegate so that you are able to move to the next part which is product strategy and road mapping which is where I see a lot of uh, entrepreneurs go, go wrong and is that they don't delegate enough because they think that they are the best people to do things, right? So, mm-hmm. and that is where companies don't scale, right? So always uh, try and make sure that uh, you you try and uh, delegate as much as possible, right? So one is, you know, take care of your legal finances. Two is that to, you should delegate as much as possible and uh, and I think uh, uh, a major mistake that uh, I, you know, people or I probably did was to not speak to enough people in my sector in the initial day, d- days, which I probably fixed in about three months of my entrepreneurial journey. Is that always speak to people who are in your uh, healthcare space or any space that you're in for that matter, because anything that you might think is unique. It's not that you're the smartest guy uh, in the country, somebody would have thought it and there is a reason why that might not have been done in the first place, right? So the more you uh, think that or acknowledge the fact that there are people who are smarter than me, better than me, the better it is because one, it teaches you humility and two, it also teaches you what are the things that have already been done. So you should not learn things that have already been learned by people before you, right? So um, very important to basically keep speaking to people who are smarter than you, better than you elder than you, elder to you. All of those things really matter a lot uh, in your journey.
1: Yeah, I think a really uh,
0: wonderful key insight that you shared
1: especially the learning phase of it, like, connecting with the people, especially when you're, launch, you're starting from scratch, you don't have that much idea whether you going to work out or not. So also, do you have uh, mentors in your life, those who are guiding you throughout your journey as an entrepreneur as well?
0: Yes, I do. So um, my last two companies employers uh, have been very kind enough to me at different points uh, in time in my journey. Um, Also, I always, uh, you know, stumble upon people on LinkedIn or uh, different communities through friends or friends who I am very shameless enough to ask questions, ask a lot of uh, important insights. Uh, so so I think uh, people so, so there are different kinds of mentors for different kind of situations so for example if there is somebody who I need help from in terms of scaling the business then I need somebody who's done uh, business development really well right or if somebody who's done product really well, then I need to speak to somebody from a product background. Somebody who probably understands tech well, then I need mentorship from a tech background, right? Or some sometimes you just need help mentally because the entrepreneurial journey in itself is so hard that, that, that then you need somebody who understands you as a person really well, right? Absolutely. So people who I've worked with for really long or who are elder to me or, or who probably understand me well, so then I speak to them so that they're able to give me insights about parts of me that I am probably not able to see, right? Mm-hmm. So I do have mentors and I speak to them on a regular basis and uh, and I think having a few mentors or is this something that's supremely helpful? Yeah. Uh, that is one. And second is that I constantly spend a lot of time reading books or uh, you know, uh, that that really helps you out because again, uh, mistakes that you're probably going to do, they have been done by somebody else so might as well learn from that as soon as possible.
1: Wonderful. I mean, I can totally re- resonate with you, especially the book part of it and having the mentors because I think uh, especially when you don't have any idea or don't have any experience when you're venturing into entrepreneurship you Mm -hmm. without the entrepreneurs i believe we're going to end up a lot of lost wasting our energy and time and these are the two precious resources when you're starting your journey apart from the money yes money is uh, there but time and energy is very very important and if you don't have anyone whom you can share your vision with then i think it's quite difficult and it's a long uh, you know a lonely field to go Mm for to go into right
0: correct correct absolutely you're so right there I couldn't agree more there and I think uh, um, because what happens is you're hiring team members who probably will be equally experienced or slightly more experienced than you right so you need to make sure that you're on top of the game to make sure that you are the one who's giving the right kind of direction right and uh, at no point in time loss of direction is a very bad place to be in for an entrepreneur so I think mentorship really helps you give certain direction to yourself which which you can consequently resonate or share with the team Okay. Now, uh, let's discuss about the scaling part of it. This is the, the
1: first question. I mean, one of the, my favorite questions that I want to ask you. How, I mean, you, within two or three years, you were able to scale to the 25 countries and you impacted more than 3,000 lives of so my right? Mm, yes, yes, yes.
0: Correct. Right.
1: So, how, what are the tools or techniques or the processes you have built in? So, how, it's, uh, how, how you go uh, goes about it?
0: Yeah. So one is that, uh, one thing that I do a lot is that always build automation a lot. So, so yeah. scaling, uh, of the most important thing is that, uh, everything that you do should, should eventually play, be playbookized or be automated, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. From your communication, uh, to your sales, to your tech, to product everything should be uh, playbookized and automated because only then will you be able to move on to the next part right so the first thing is that you try and automate uh, through tech or product that or process so tech product and process all of them should eventually automate things for you right Um, if you don't do that Mm -hmm. or wherever uh, you're trying to make sure that somebody will do it uh, that's not a good place to be right so always have people first but once you've understood uh, the problem really well, try and replace uh, processes with product or tech right? so that's one yeah second thing is that when you scale, um there are a lot of challenges that come is that um you know one is geographical scaling, which means that you have to leverage paid ads, right? so which means that when you scale up, uh, try and leverage paid ads as much as possible, which could mean Facebook, Instagram, google ads, um Instagram uh, core ads, YouTube ads depending upon, uh you know who your customer is it all boils down to something that i told you initially is that if you've done your initial 100 150 sales
1: mm-hmm. you would
0: know where your uh, ideal customer is going to chill for example right so for example mm-hmm. if it's a b2b SaaS kind of a company they'll probably be uh, chilling more on linkedin right so you yeah. have to watch linkedin ads right yeah. in in a fashion tech company it could be an instagram ad that will be the highest impactful right mm-hmm. so you should always try and scale your company uh you know by by telling people that you exist first and then you'll probably get organic traffic eventually, right? So then first is to scale through tech product and process. Second is the uh, scaling up through ads. And um, third is to make sure that you uh, offer more things to the existing customer, right? So um, which is where a lot of people go wrong is that they spend a lot of time getting one customer uh, and they keep spending their energy there.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: there's a term called as LTV or lifetime value, which yeah. is called a stickiness to the product or process, which means that uh, if you're able to offer more products and uh, services to the existing customer because they've already established a bond with you, yeah. that's a great way to scale. And eventually, the fourth thing is is to uh, build ecosystems, which is good communities where people who have transacted with you emotionally, financially, for them to talk to each other, yeah. that becomes a great level to scale, basically, right? So, these are three, four models that I have used on a regular basis to uh scale the company and uh, and they've worked beautifully
1: so yeah yeah again amazing share uh, thank you so much for sharing that because yeah community part is really really important because uh, after you know getting a product from your guy after getting the services they need a kind of emotional support or kind of you know support uh hand-holding after hmm. the that and yes especially you were know, reading human psychology i mean do a lot of you know reading a lot of books into that oh, is a need, yeah there is a need to uh, have that connections there is a need to have that community we all are okay. you know, longing for that so Absolutely. thank you so much for sharing and now it's come down to your personal life i mean uh, if i have to ask you three habits that really really you know, help you to get in there um, to the level that you are in today and your mm-hmm. entrepreneur journey as well and to your personal life as well mm-hmm. so three habits or mindsets or rituals that really help you out in, in uh, growing
0: as a person Right. Um, uh, I think there are quite a few habits that, uh, that I've inculcated uh, in the past few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing is to plan uh, a lot and plan with patience a lot, right? So I think uh, people jump into things and then they try to figure out, I think that's probably not a good idea because if you jump into something where you have no idea what's going to happen, mm-hmm. you're quite likely going to fail. And that kind of failing has been gra- glamorized a lot that failing is okay, right? Mm-hmm. But if you didn't plan well in the first place, then, so I think um, as I was talking is that one thing is that one should know to plan really well and yeah. one should have clarity in terms of uh, why something will work, why something will not work and after you execute it, right, you should evaluate both your successes and your failures, right? So that's very important, right? So mm-hmm. till then time you don't plan well, you'll quite likely, you might succeed but that success will also be a spray and pray and even mm-hmm. if you fail, you will not know why you failed, right? So
1: yeah.
0: uh, it's very important. If you don't know why you fail, then that's a very bad place to be, right? So one habit that I've inculcated is to plan a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And my plans also fail, right? Because in yeah. terms of market dynamics changing mm-hmm. income is changing in general. So I make sure that I still plan on a regular basis. Uh, so so I think plan with patience and violent, uh, execute uh, fiercely and execute very fast is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, second thing is validate, right? So I think yeah. where people go wrong in is that they might plan well, they might execute well, but they don't do analytics or, or don't validate enough in terms of succeeding or why they succeeded or failed or why they failed. Skill, right? Uh, so, the most as an entrepreneur, the most time should for you should go in planning and validation. Execution is the phase where you do very where you execute very fast, right? So, and as engineers, because we've been told to code a lot, we've been told to design a lot, we spend most of our time in execution and very little on planning and validating, right? So which 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 actually the option, most of our time should go in validating and execution should take the least amount of time, aspects. Mm -hmm. And third is to uh, speak to people uh, in the community, right? I think entrepreneurs are, is a, are are a supremely helpful community, and I, and everybody knows that everybody's going through a reasonably tough time to build and scale their company. Yeah. So always speak to people uh, who are like-minded, who are building companies, or who have been there before, right? So yeah. so that is a great habit that is there uh, that that I've been able to build. And the fourth habit that I would say is that uh, um, I think uh, consistency is very important in terms of the work that you put. Right? Yeah. Um, it is not about um, how hard you hit. Uh, but it's about how long you can hit, right? So it's not just about your intensity, but about how consistently can you be intense, right? So, um, you know, even an entrepreneur has their phases where, you know, they feel exhausted, they feel, you know, they've had enough of failures, right? But to still keep showing up and to still keep experimenting, I think that's the hard part. So, you know, consistency in terms of showing up, in terms of putting the right amount of work, um, Mm -hmm. I think my work ethic is is probably a good strength where, uh, you know, I have been able to build not just myself but people in my team to be able to be very consistent uh, despite the failures or despite hope, uh, despite you know any setbacks that we might have in our journey right so these are the four habits that um, that have supremely helped me in the process
1: wonderful uh, share, Sahil I think uh, one thing that I really want to share from my uh, journey as well I think little literally to consistency I mean uh, especially into the entrepreneurship it's very very important that you take your failures as a as a, as a learning process learn from mm. them and keep on doing things because initially you might not get the results that if the way you want but slowly i think it's just to understand yes it's a process right it's a mm. process just learn and implement learn and implement and over period of time results start to know uh, start to show off show, show off, right
0: beautiful yeah. absolutely absolutely such and i think uh, i was just talking to about this to my team exactly what you're talking about is that your failure is not just a, a failure but it's about, also about the learning that you get the experience that you get from the process right yeah and uh, the failure suddenly becomes a very beautiful experience if you just take all the learnings from the process that's that's the best part of it yes
1: and i think it's all again come down to the implementation especially in the digital world or uh, we have so much you know information around us on social media, on books, and there are so many people who want to advise you. Okay, you should do this. You should do this. You should do this. And uh, especially again, uh, initially when you are starting up, at that time as well, it's very very important to stay focused. On what you exactly want to do, right? Mm, absolutely. Otherwise, there are a lot of restrictions out there. You're going to you know, sway away from your uh, from from your target or from your goal. Uh,
0: mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So true. Yes.
1: Let's move on to the next one uh, that comes to the no, uh, book part of it. Like I'm sure you, as you, as you mentioned that you love reading books. So mm-hmm. we have to ask you top three books from uh, your no, journey or three uh, top books that you want to recommend people entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. is can be related to entrepreneurship, but it can be related to your personal life as well to grow as mm-hmm. a uh, human. So what was, what would be those three books that you want to share?
0: Right. Um, I I've, honestly, I am I, a believer of the fact that uh, as far as your literature is concerned, the mm-hmm. more it comes from yourself, the better it is. Because uh, referrals probably, ha- you know, end up uh, giving you in a situation where you're probably uh, getting context from uh, my journey. But yeah. uh, but again, I'd still give you a few books that have supremely helped me in my journey, and uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure it'll be super helpful for people um, you know uh, who are probably just starting out. I think one book that. Uh, that, that i read uh, on a consistent basis is a book called no limits by mukesh bansal it's mm-hmm. um it's it's he's the founder of curefit and mm-hmm. he's, he's written this book it's a fantastic book to learn the right kind of habits for high performance right so okay. uh, that's a fantastic book uh, mm-hmm. the second book that i would recommend is uh, the Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg and I would recommend you read a book called Hooked by Neer Eyal which talks about habit forming products right mm-hmm. so you can read both of these books together so Power of Habit will teach you in terms of how your habits are formed in terms of what is the psychological framework that goes into building a good or a bad habit and uh, you know this book by Neer Eyal which is uh, Hooked by Neer Eyal will probably couple it with technology basically so you can probably read both of these books together mm-hmm. and both of them helped me the former helped me massively in my personal journey to make sure I had the right kind of habits and the latter helped me in uh, getting building the right kind of products or technology and uh, the third book that I would recommend is uh, is, is this amazing book which I'm sure uh, when we were kids you probably used to see her YouTube channel she's, she's a YouTuber called as Lily Singh uh, mm-hmm. she's written this fantastic book called as uh, How to be a Boss uh, right? Okay. and uh, yeah. It has really it's, it's a, an extremely graphical book and straight from the heart and uh, it's taught me a lot of things in terms of how to be a person who mm-hmm. can be of value to people how do you dream big how do you basically navigate through tough times mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's added a lot to my life these are books that I uh, go back to read uh, on on a regular basis right so okay. so these are the three four books that I would um, highly recommend uh, for people who are probably just starting out thank you thank
1: you Sahil. again an amazing share uh, this one, the last one that you talk about, I heard the name, but I haven't read uh, all of the book, uh, especially that you mentioned by you know, The Power of Habits. Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really amazing book. Uh, I also started getting into the habits and all those stuff uh, through that book only. So, thank you so much for sharing that share. And I definitely want to pick up the last one that you talking about.
0: Okay. Sure, sure. Yeah. Do let me know okay.
1: how it comes out. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Okay. So, in uh, last, I will do, I want to ask you three questions, rapid questions, in fact. And you have to uh, answer them in one sentence, if possible. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So since we are in the podcast all about greatness, I want to ask you, what is the word greatness means to you in your life?
0: How you greatness define greatness? Yeah. To me is impact at scale. Uh, okay. so, so that is for me, if if um, if it's just about, so I think impact at scale takes care of the wealth in itself, right? So mm-hmm. if you're able to impact, which is which is very important. So if you're able to produce at scale or impact at scale, everything else takes care of itself. So that's greatness to me.
1: Amazing. And, and as the saying goes, you know, if you uh, want to become a millionaire, impact million lives. If you want to become a millionaire, impact billions lives, right? Correct,
0: correct. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. These are the only two variables that you need to impact. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, so, what is that one thing you really want to uh, give to the world, or what is that your one motto or mission, I would say, in coming years mm-hmm. that you want to accomplish? Right.
0: right. I think uh, one is that that is something I talked about was impact at scale. Uh, two is that um, I want to make sure that um you know people who work with me or are stayed with me uh they uh end up propagating uh what i have been able to teach uh mm-hmm. to, to them right so i don't just want to be the person for impact but uh people who i've probably been able to impact they should be able to have a multi-level multi uh, multifold kind of an impact that's very important right so mm-hmm. i don't just so i think when i started entrepreneurship it was just about me uh, where where you start with a very selfish motive of you know making more money that you are making in your job yeah. or probably just getting some kind of financial freedom, but uh, after a point it's become way bigger than that. It's it's become a very selfless journey where mm-hmm. I want to make sure that my people are richer, uh, they grow more, and uh, they're able to impact as well. So so that would be my motto. If I'm able to build a bigger company, larger company, that where the employees in itself are able to create, uh, uh, you know. Uh, Make people's lives better. Not whether they work with me or not. Uh, that would be a very uh, good emotional high for me.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. I think I can totally relate to that. And you know, as you move forward in your journey as an entrepreneur, it's more about uh, more about the team, more about the people, uh, whether it's your employees or whether it's your customers, right? And less about yourself. Correct, correct. You take absolutely. a back seat. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the last one is final advice that you want to give to the entrepreneurs, those who really want to start or uh, how they can connect with Key2India if they really want to connect.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, an advice to entrepreneurs that I would say is that uh, uh, don't uh, pick up entrepreneurship as a career if you just want to get published in your story or Forbes uh, (laughs) or want to get a good media publication. Uh Uh, Don't do entrepreneurship because uh, your friends are doing it and don't do it because funding stories sound very cool to you. Uh, I think you're way better off in a job uh, where there is stability. Uh, pick up entrepreneurship as a career only if you are passionate about a problem and you can sustain the pain that it comes with. Basically, right? Absolutely. It's, as much as the success is overwhelming, but the pain can really uh, so so. You have to be very thick-skinned uh, in terms mm-hmm. of uh, good and That's bad days, an entrepreneur. Uh, good and bad things being said to you about as, as an entrepreneur, right? So and uh, being incredibly thick-skinned is very important and uh, do it because the problem really excites you because only that will drive you to different. Uh, you know uh, avenues if that is not there then uh, you're quite likely to fade off right um, and then uh, one more important advice that i would give is that what, what should you do is that um, one thing that you should learn from is the process of consistency because mm-hmm. in, in all likelihood you're quite likely not going to have a weekend uh in all likelihood you'll probably work longer hours than you were working in a job yeah. and in all likelihood uh you probably do not even have a boss to report to so you are the person who has to decide everything right Absolutely. so consistency is is extremely important that will you know help you go a long way basically so that's supremely important so these would be my advices that don't do entrepreneurship for the long wrong reasons yeah. and learn consistency very important because if you put work consistently um, you you probably get a, a good output and a third learning would be to uh, have an uh, a mindset of experimentation right mm-hmm. um, you don't fail as an entrepreneur it's just that the experiment did not work with uh, what you thought the audience would in, right well so said. Well
1: said.
0: don't don't take uh failures very seriously uh if you plan well and the idea failed nonetheless just take the learnings and move on to the next experiment right so you experiment very fast so so these would be my learnings as an entrepreneur well, uh,
1: well said side i think uh this is a wonderful share that you've shared especially the experimentation part of it because entrepreneurship is more about in experimenting things, okay, planning out things, you know, okay, let me try this. If not working out, take a key learning from that and then implement again with a different you know, week and all that stuff. So experimentation mm-hmm. is really important. And if, uh, if someone want to connect with Keto India, anything, any message that you want to give on that, on that aspect as well?
0: Sure, sure. So they can always connect with us on our Instagram page or our website. Our website is ketoindia.fit. So you just need to fill a form and uh, somebody from our team will reach out or you can connect with us on Instagram. Uh, our handle is called as keto.india. Um, and there is also our Facebook page which is ketoindia.fit. So facebook.com slash ketoindia.fit. So you can connect with us on any of the handles and uh, you know our team typically reaches out in less than 24 hours and from there we take things forward. So yeah, okay.
1: Thank you so much, Sile. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your experience, your life journey, and all the learning that you have learned and the challenges you have faced. I'm sure uh, those who are watching it, especially the entrepreneurs, must have got a lot of insights, how to scale, how to launch, and uh, how to uh, know, build uh, this career in entrepreneurship. So thank you so much for your time, Sile. Wishing you all the very best for your mission with Keto India. And uh, that's it from today's episode. Thank you so, thank you so much, to everyone, for joining us today. And... Uh, Make sure that entrepreneurship is something that you should aware what it goes inside it before you know, taking that plunge. You know, you should know what you have to do, what other challenges it you know it is uh, gonna take you to take it forward. So go ahead and uh, uh, you know make your entrepreneurship, make the career that you want to well, build, but make sure that you are aware what really went behind it. And I will see you in the next episode with another guest. Till then, take care, bye bye, and go out there and do something great. Bye bye. Thanks, Thanks so much, Syl. Thanks so much. Bye bye.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Sachin. I'll be around. Thank Bye bye.